Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Giving Hope Podcast. Today I interview Sharon Fletcher. Sharon is a blogger, speaker, and minister of the gospel who loves to share practical lessons through biblical truths. I truly enjoyed talking to with this amazing sister of God, getting to know her and her new devotional, Shameless Audacity, Seven Days to Freedom from Guilt and Shame. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Giving Hope Podcast. I I cannot wait to have a conversation with you. I know it's going to be great and hear all about your life and and all that good stuff. So um, we'll just jump right in on um, getting to know you and having everybody else get to know you because <clears throat> like many of the people that I, <laughs> that I interview, uh, I've met y'all on Instagram. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And a lot of it's through the Faith Writers Loop. Were you through the Faith Writers Loop? I was, yes. Yes, okay, I thought so. I was like, I'm trying to keep track of all the women that I've met through the Faith Writers Loop or through Anita. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. And listening to her. And um, so uh, it's really cool how it's becoming like we have this like little family of women ministers and writers. So it's really cool. It really is. Uh, it, it really has been a blessing to be able to connect with so many great women of God. It's just been such mm-hmm. a blessing and such an encouragement. Yes. Yes, for sure. That is so true. Whenever I watch y'all, um, basically we're all, it's very similar lives, children, marriage, work. Um, but, uh, the different seasons everybody is in, it's like, oh, wow, I can, I can relate to that. Or I've been through that. I haven't been through that yet, but I can see her walk through that. And it's, and it's been really, yes, very encouraging to even watch um, <clears throat> you go through ministry and see how you do things on social media and how everybody does, has their own spin. And it's, it's neat to learn different techniques and different um, ways to approach uh, ministry. It's, it, it has been very encouraging. That's true. So tell yes. us a little bit about yourself and, and let us get to know you a little bit more. Leave nothing out. It's all good. Share as much as you want or as little as you want. Okay. All right. Well, thank you again for having me on your podcast. Yes, I really appreciate it. Um, but again, my name is Sharon Fletcher and I am a wife to William Fletcher Jr. He's an amazing man of God. Um, he's just so kind and loving. And I'm also a mom to Aaron, who is 14, Kristen, who is 10, and Andrew, who is eight. I'm a minister mm. of the gospel. And um, neat fact about me is I hold a BS in chemistry and biology from Claflin University and a doctorate of pharmacy degree from the Medical University of South Carolina. Wow. So that's really cool. When I read that, I was like, what? Why did she ever post anything about that? That's cool. (laughs) Well, you know, that's a testimony in itself um, about how God, I tell you, when you have, if you want to see God laugh, I've seen this quote so many times. (laughs) If you want to see God laugh, you tell him what your plans are. Right. Um, Yeah. So that's a testimony in itself about how uh, things in my life just took a turn and my life looks nothing 
like I thought it would look. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I do get to serve as a community pharmacist in the community that I went to college in, which is so oh, neat. Wow. Um, it's about an hour from my house and I'm so grateful to be able to serve in that community. I I work part-time. I tell people I'm a part-time pharmacist and a full-time mommy and wife. Yes, that's a lot. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm a country girl to my core. So if you hear the little country draws and that's what that is. Um, Mm -hmm. I was raised in a small county in South Carolina called Bamberg County. And I say Bamberg County because I started out in Bamberg, South Carolina. And then I moved to an even smaller town within the um, county called Oler, South Carolina. So I was raised in Bamberg County. So Mm -hmm. as far as like my background in church, I can't say that I was actually raised in church however Mm -hmm. I went to church and I was always drawn to church I went to church with um, neighbors and friends Mm -hmm. and um, just different people in in the community Um, Mm -hmm. but my family didn't necessarily go to church until okay I was about 12 years old. Then my dad started going to church on a regular basis. And I was pretty much the only one in my family at that point that went with him like every Sunday. Oh, Um, so I started going to church like on a regular basis when I was 12. um, But it was more of a religious type thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's my background as far as church. So that's all the. I like to call it the pretty paper stuff. <laughs> yes. But yes. Um, the the real part of me, the core of me, the where God started working on me. Um it it all started when I was a little little girl. And mm-hmm. when I was a little girl, I was exposed to some things that no child should have to be exposed to. And yeah. um so I was molested as a young, as a young girl. Mm, and, so sorry. you know, if you talk, almost everybody that you talk to, almost every woman has been affected by molestation in one way or another. Yes. Um, yes. But God is certainly a healer. Mm-hmm. And so I also experienced some rejection of various types growing up. Um, mm-hmm. And so because of that, the enemy started feeding me lies and I started believing him and I started ingesting these lies and I started believing that I wasn't good enough and that nobody liked me and I wasn't worthy of real love. And so I started doing things, uh, you know, I'm going to say pre-adolescent years, I started with friends. I started doing things to try to fit in and try to be accepted um, by my friends. Mm -hmm. And then at some point, um, because of all that I had been through, I kind of adopted the belief that the only way that I could be loved or to feel loved was uh, through physical touch. Yeah. And began a period of uh, selling myself short is, is what I call it. And Hmm. so that's, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, 
so, you know, I got, I got older and I started getting involved in, um, what they call now situationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They call yeah. it, they call it situationships, basically a friends with mm-hmm. benefits package. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, that was, that was good enough for me as long as someone was showing me attention and some type of affection. And, you know, for the time being, you know, it helped me to feel like I was loved. But Mm -hmm. when I look back at it, it's kind of like, you know, I've I've never, um, by the grace of God, I've never been addicted to drugs, but to hear people Mm -hmm. describe their addiction, it reminds me of something like that. It, provides temporary yeah. satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end, you are left with a little bit less of your worth in your own eyes. Right. And yes. you still have the pain that you're trying to cover up. And you mm-hmm. still have the problem of not really accepting who you are and not really loving yourself. That's true. Um, so, you know, I, I lived in that for some years and, um, you know, through through college, I lived through that. And then at some point mm-hmm. I just uh, came I just came to the point where I said enough was enough. Um, and I was, you know, done with that lifestyle. Um, mm-hmm. There were, you know, times where I fell back into it, but pretty much I was done with that lifestyle. But it wasn't until. 1999, um, I experienced the the death of my grandmother, who I was very close to. But shortly after her death, I was filled with the Holy Ghost, and at for the first time in my life, I knew I was loved without question. Oh wow! Yeah, without question, I knew I was loved, and I. I felt it. I knew it within. Mm-hmm. Nobody could ever take that from me. And I learned yeah. um, who God was. And I started uh, just seeking him and seeking his face mm-hmm. and reading his word and um, really just taking the time just to be in his presence. And through that, I learned the truth about who I was and the truth mm-hmm. about yeah. who he was. And I learned Mm -hmm. that I was loved. And the whole reason why Jesus was sent was because he loved us, because God loved us. If you look at the Bible, it's a love story. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, God is love. That's what the Bible tells us. He is love. And even in his judgment, even in his correction, it's all done out of love. And so, you know, I just looked at that and I was like, wow, I really am loved I don't have to give of myself like this to feel loved or try to fit in or you know to be loved by people or compromise my beliefs to feel like right, I'm loved exactly. by, by someone mm-hmm. and I learned that I was already accepted I was chosen before the foundations of the world I'm adopted into the royal priesthood Ephesians mm-hmm. 1 and 5 even says that it was his pleasure to yes, adopt I love that yes, scripture. Yes. To adopt us and yes. <laughs> uh, to adopt us and um to accept us as his child. So I was already accepted and mm-hmm. I was already valued. God took the time to knit me 
in my mother's womb. And he Mm -hmm. saved me while I was yet a sinner. He chose me before the foundations of the world. And I was paid for by the precious blood of Jesus. I am valuable beyond belief. Yes. Amen. That is so true. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just like I said, you know, just reading the truths and reading the words of God, I, I, you know, I learned these things and it changed the way that I saw myself because I realized how God saw me. Yeah. But even after realizing these truths, I still lived under a great deal of guilt and shame from uh, even things that happened to me when I was a child and mm-hmm. for the things that I lent myself to all the behaviors that yeah. I owned myself to. So I knew that I was forgiven. I knew that God had forgiven me, but I had a hard time forgiving myself. So I really didn't accept that forgiveness, although I knew it. So at some point, yeah. um, you know, just after, you know, looking at this and after going through life, I realized that I really was not healed um, mm-hmm. from everything that I'd been through, um, all yeah. the molestation and rejection and the bad choices. I, I just really had not been healed. And, um, yeah, yeah. it's funny how those certain things pop up <clears throat> over years, whenever you, um, to help you realize that, or, I mean, of course the Holy spirit reveals that like, see how you reacted to that. Mm-hmm. This, you know, it's because you haven't dealt with this situation. You haven't given it to me fully. Mm-hmm. I tell my boys that all the time. Like the reason why you're so mad at your brother is because you really didn't forgive him mm-hmm. the last time he hurt you. And now it's coming out through your response of something so small. Mm-hmm. It's coming out, you know, this thing is small compared to what actually the real root of what's happening to you. That's, mm-hmm. That is so true. And God wants us to, to deal with those things and to give it to him. So we he, we can truly be healed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, um, mm. you know, in essence, when we're not healed, um, especially when you're in ministry, when you're still bleeding, mm. you're going to be bleeding on other people. That's right. So we have to make sure that we do give it to God and we do lay it at his feet and allow him yeah. to apply that balm of Gilead to those wounds and to make sure that we are healed. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, when when I realized that I wasn't really healed from everything, I started searching scriptures and just becoming vulnerable with God. Because, you know, a lot of times, you know, we can go on in ministry and, um, you know, because we're so used to serving and we're so used to giving. And, um, you know, sometimes we feel like we have to put on this thing that we have it all together. Mm -hmm. And, um so we're really not vulnerable with ourselves and some, and sometimes we're not vulnerable with God. It's almost like we feel like we have to push past it, you know, mm-hmm. but when you have things that are going on on the inside of you that are that deep, you have to take the time to heal. And so yes. I just became vulnerable with God and I just laid him at his feet and uncovered those wounds. And I asked God to heal me. Yes. And yes. So mm-hmm. as I was walking through, you know, ministry and um just talking to different women, I realized that a lot of women are carrying the same heavy burden. Um yes, they know, are. They, 
you know, we're mm-hmm. carrying the heavy um, burdens of guilt and shame and, you know, just the old things that we haven't even addressed, but we kind of pushed to the back of our mind and just kept going. And as women, we're nurturers and we like to be there for everyone else and we like to take care of everybody else, you know, but we neglect to lay at the feet of Jesus and get that healing ourselves. So after I went through and I started searching the scripture and I realized that other people were going through the same thing, I Mm -hmm. created a short devotional to help others uh, heal from from those wounds and to help others uh, recover from guilt and shame. And mm-hmm. so this devotional is called Shameless Audacity, Seven Days to Freedom. Yes, right. From Guilt and Shame. Yes. And mm-hmm. in it are the biblical truths that set me free from the bondage of guilt and shame and condemnation. Um, yes. Because a lot of times, you know, we we feel so, I, I know, well, there have been times in my life where I felt so guilty and it also developed, helped made me develop a pattern of like beating myself up. And yes, you mm-hmm. know, sometimes I was so embarrassed by something that I did or something that I, I said that I felt like it was just, mm-hmm. I could not kneel before a holy God and talk to him. I, mm-hmm. I just felt, you know, that condemned right. and that embarrassed. Um, but then mm-hmm. I realized that, you know, that's not what he wants. He wants us, the Bible tells us, no. to come boldly before the throne of grace and to ask um, for what we need and to ask for forgiveness. Right. Um, <clears throat> and so, like I said, this devotional just uh, is, is packed with all of the biblical truths that helped me um, mm-hmm. realize, who I, realize who I was in Christ, realize how much he really loved me and help break me, help me break free from the bondages of guilt, shame, and condemnation. Mm-hmm. So the devotional, um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. Um, yeah, you should be. That is, I mean, cause it's a much needed message for now. I mean, for <clears throat> women today to find their place in marriage, to find their place in the body of Christ, and to see themselves as children of the most high, that they don't have to carry around, like you said, the baggage of past hurts, they can give it to Jesus and find, and, and not just, I mean, not just giving them like platitudes, just like, okay, well, you know, this and this, but actually show them steps on how. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's the hardest part. Cause everybody will ask, well, how do I do that? That's great. And, Yes, I know I should be free. Yes, that's great. That's great. But how? (laughs) You know, how do I do this? Absolutely. And that's exactly how um, this devotional was was written. It was written to help you do the work Mm -hmm. to be healed and to let go of the guilt and shame. Um, It comes Mm -hmm. with the focus scripture. It comes with the devotional writing. And it also has a prayer of Um, lamentation and repentance Um, and this is for each day Mm -hmm. Um, it also has questions for reflection and additional pages to write down your thoughts and feelings as well as um, Mm. additional scriptures for 
encouragement. So I, I tell people that, you know, this isn't your frills and fluff type of devotionals. You're not going to walk away feeling <laughs> yeah. all warm and fuzzy, you know. <laughs> right. This is nitty gritties. This is, you know, come over here and let me scrub behind right. the ears. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Let's, let's get the real dirt that you're that's hiding. right that's right that's right so you know you know it's it's, it's something good. to help you allow God to do the work in you and I really believe mm-hmm. that if we allow God to do the work that it will bring um, healing to those old wounds and deliverance from amounts of guilt shame and condemnation that could be hindering mm-hmm. us from mm-hmm. a real and true intimate relationship with Christ. And like you were saying, from being that all that we were created to be, you know, we, um, yes, I really believe in these last days and I might be getting a little bit ahead of myself, but I believe in these last days, God is going to use women in a mighty way, but Mm -hmm. he can't use us to the magnitude that he needs to, if we still have stuff that we need to deal with. You know, so we have to yes. take the time to to deal with those things. Yes, I've seen a um, overwhelming amount of women. So, I mean, you see it on social media, um, just complaining, just complaining and complaining. I mean, understandably so. It's not um, well. Some of them they just need to put their big girl panties on and <laughs> just get up. But you have <coughs> you have some that <coughs> are legitimately hurting and they don't know how to find the light and the hope at the end of the tunnel. They have no, they're like grasping at straws all over the place. And you just see it. It just seems like this overwhelming um, sickness on women. It just seems like it's overwhelming. The number of women who are bound with sickness, depression, anxiety. um, There's a, I don't know if you watch her. I can't think of it. It's um, she has a, she would, she gave her testimony of being an addict and she's on social media um, yes, juggling the Jennings yes, or something like that. Yes, she's Have you hilarious. seen her? Yes. She's, she is hilarious, but a lot of her videos, she had this one about anxiety is mm-hmm. back again. And she has this video of like this, this dark presence. It's her dressed up obviously. Cause she does that side by side comparison of her in the driver's seat. And then it's anxiety mm-hmm. sitting next to her. And I was watching it the other day and I was like, oh my gosh. Well, first of all, I don't know if she knows this. I don't know if she's a believer or anything. I was mm-hmm. like, that's a demon. That's, that's a demonic presence following you around. And so many women mm-hmm. don't see it. They think it's, that it's, it's um, a reflection of themselves right. and their worth. They don't see it as an attack of the enemy. And therefore, they have no idea on how to handle it because they're flat fighting against flesh oh. and blood. They're not fighting against the principalities that are attacking mm-hmm. them. They have no weapon. They are, they're just swinging at the air. Really, they're swinging at themselves. Right. They'll swing at their children. They're swinging That's at their right. husband. They're swinging at their job. I'm like, you're swinging at the wrong thing. You need to stop. Put your fist down and pick Amen. up the sword. Amen. The Amen. I did an entire <laughs> blog know? series about that and just knowing who your real enemy is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, but it's such a needed. It's so overwhelming, the amount of people that are going through this. So this this is so timely. But I, but I've also noticed, um, and these are believers. These are women that I know that are I that confess most of the time mm-hmm. to be Christians that are just 
every post. Oh, I don't know. Oh, pray for me. Unspoken prayer, unspoken prayer, unspoken prayer, you know, just over and over Mm -hmm. and over again. I said, but on the opposite side of that, the enemy in the world are using women to destroy Mm. women marching in abortion um, rights and these just disgusting displays of this vulgar hatred Mm -hmm. towards men, towards the body and Mm -hmm. towards themselves. So I I agree with you 100% when you said that God is calling women, Mm -hmm. righteous women who know who they are to bring healing to the body of Christ is Mm -hmm. so needed. It is so needed. Um, and this revelation, I love that you're talking about this because that's one of the questions that where do you see as the focus mm-hmm. of your ministry? Um, and mine is too, is like, who do you, who, who do you mm-hmm. think you are? Because if you're, if whatever comes out of your mouth is seeded through lies of the devil and through your past hurts, you need to get a revelation that first God, Jesus that's defeated right. Satan 2000 that's years right. ago when he ripped that grave wide open. And your past can be used to launch you into a hopeful future. It doesn't need to chain you bound to what happened to you in your childhood or in a previous marriage or, you know, what your parents did you, a coach did you, whatever it can, God can use that to catapult you and to be a beacon of hope to people in to now. Um, So, yeah, I love this. And I love that it, your book is called Shameless mm-hmm. Audacity. I love that. That it. Uh, let me encourage you and tell you that, yeah, it is meant for now. It is totally, purposely for Amen. such a time as this. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I really, um, I'm very excited about it. And I'm really just praying that it, it really does mm-hmm. what uh, it accomplishes. And I know it will. Um, by faith, it will accomplish what it set mm-hmm. out to do. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. That is so true. So, well, so whenever you wrote down these steps, um, was it stuff that you have already gone through? I mean, obviously you've gone through a lot of it yourself, but um, is it, there's a lot of personality, a person, you know, in this where it's like, this is what I did um, to achieve X, Y, and Z, or is it just like coupled with, you know, biblical revelation it's it's coupled with a lot of biblical revelation um and it's a lot of Mm -hmm. personal stories um or you know biblical stories that you can relate to basically that will um touch you where you're living um and then Mm -hmm. it gives you um biblical truths on to stand on how you can break free from Mm -hmm. it or how you can change the way that you view yourself um, you know, through biblical truths and that you don't have to view, like you were saying earlier, you don't have to view yourself through your mistakes <clears throat> um, because we are not our mistakes. We're right. not our mistakes. We're not right. our past. Um, so, yeah. That's good. <clears throat> That's really good. So through all of this in your book being launched and all this stuff, so how how have you adapted with your ministry during all this quarantine and even your kids, how is, how are you, how are you doing all this? Cause I know everybody wants to know what everybody's doing to survive this. <laughs> Prayer. This time, you know, it is a, it's a Amen. new reality. It really is. It's, 
it's um, unfortunately kind of like a new normal. Um, we, you know, we don't want to say that before mm-hmm. a little while. This is kind of where we, we're going to we're going to be. We're going to live here for a minute. Um, but right. yeah, prayer, um, much prayer is how I've adapted to this quarantine. Um, yes, I uh-huh. have really um, revved up on how much time I, I spend in the face of God and. Basically, so that's so that mm-hmm. I can um, speak life to my children and my husband and speak life to those around me and um, be patient mm-hmm. and give my children hope because that, you know, they have fears, they have questions. Um, they're um, mm-hmm. a little uh, discouraged, um, especially my oldest yeah. son. My, my oldest son is in the eighth grade. And, you know, he's at that point in his life where he's, you know, social. And this is his last year yes. in middle school. And he <laughs> likes spending time with his friends. And so, you know, he, he can't spend time with his friends right now. Um, so basically, I'm just, you know, day by day, minute by minute, just living on prayer and <laughs> depending on the Holy Spirit right. to, to yes. get me through. Um, and we really, we make the best of it. Um, you know, we, you know, mm-hmm. I try to bake things and, you know, I um, bought them a basketball, a basketball <laughs> yeah. goal so they could go outside and play and, you know, do sidewalk chalk. And, you know, we watch movies together and mm-hmm. we just try to keep it kind of upbeat around here. And, um, I call it making lemonade out of lemons, you know, just basically just making the best out of the situation. Yes, that, that is so true. I've, I've, we've uh, had breakfast in the mornings and, and of course my parents live just down the road now. And my youngest, you know, he's like, I'm going to walk down to see Papa. And I'm like, okay. So we've been doing a lot of uh, trying to social distance as much as possible. Of course we live in a small Mm -hmm. town in East Texas and, um, but keeping everything as normal as possible, but yes, lots of prayer, lots, lots of asking God, you know, mm-hmm. what do you want us to do? Because I, in this time, I think going back to even your book, uh, whenever there's an unknown of what is happening in the world, especially, um, all those fears and anxieties that I think a lot of people have tried to overcome will try to creep itself back up to keep us from truly charging forward in, in this Mm -hmm. time through prayer and through studying the word. Um, And now a word from our sponsors. Let's get back to our program. Have you noticed that? I mean, I've seen like a little image, not for myself necessarily, Mm -hmm. but for people around. I'm like, oh, you're teetering Mm -hmm. on this. You need to not, not lean in too much on what's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yes, this is crazy, but God saw it coming. Nothing takes by surprise. Right. It's an, it's an, it's a, um, it's a, it's a season of where we, we don't know what's happening, right. but it's not unknown to God. It's unknown right. to us, but not to him. 
Um, have you I noticed have, that? And, a lot? you know, with my, with me, myself being in healthcare and my husband being in healthcare, I don't think I mentioned, but my husband mm-hmm. is a registered nurse and he works at one of the larger hospitals okay. here in Charleston. Um, and so, mm-hmm. you know, with us, but still, you know, with us both being on the front lines, um, you know, there are times when I think about it, you know, mm-hmm. and I, you know, and I get, um, I mean, honestly, a little fearful myself, but when you get mm-hmm. like that, you have to be, and I learned this, even with dealing with depression and anxiety, you have to be intentional about your thought life and about the things that you allow mm-hmm. yourself to dwell upon. Um, so, you know, yes, things yes. look scary, but I automatically combat it with the word of God, with biblical truths. I try to make sure that I remember everything that God has brought us through and everything that he's been faithful um, to us about. You know, as a family, we've been through a lot and God has always been faithful. Mm -hmm. And I just have to let my confidence lie in his faithfulness at this point and um, and trust in his sovereignty. Mm -hmm. That is so true. I always um we have a word every year and ours has been perspective. And we always tell even our children, remember what God has done, what he's brought us through. Cause if you keep that at the front of your head, cause that's what he told the children of Israel over and over. Remember who yes. I am. Remember who I am. <clears throat> remember who I am. Remember over and over and over. Cause he's like, if you forget, if you allow the circumstances um, to overwhelm you, then you're going to forget that you serve a God who can That's overwhelm right. the circumstances, right. <laughs> you know? So we have to, we have to always remember that in everything, God is always moving. God is always working. He's always making sure that his will is done on this earth. He's just looking Amen. for people to be obedient in his word and keep that oil filled in in the light of everything and be that light because people are searching for the light. They're searching for a, a safe place and a safe haven. And, um, and we're in, yes. we're in here on this earth. Um, so what are some scriptures? Do y'all have family mm-hmm. scriptures that you lean on to in this time? Do you have anything specific that the Holy spirit is hmm. giving you? I mean, as, as far as a family, um, there are a lot of scriptures and Psalms, um, that you know, Psalms 46 and one, I mm-hmm. think is one about God being our refuge and um, basically him, he's our safety yes. um, in, in time of trouble. It doesn't mean the trouble won't be there. It means that he's our safe place right. um, during those times. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we kind of do that. And of course, Psalm uh, 91 is, is one that, um, mm-hmm that we go through. And then, I mean, my husband has been teaching us on Passover um, and just, you know, by staying under the blood of Jesus and how the blood of Jesus, you know, protects us. And, you know, again, you know, we don't know how things are going to, you know, turn out or anything, but we, we just let our confidence be in the one who does. Yeah. Yes, exactly. We know where our help comes from. It's, (laughs) <laughs> that's right. And stay focused on it. Um, so, as far as scriptures mm-hmm. that um, I I lean on on a personal level, um, it, it I mean there are so many, <laughs> so many. Yes, I know. You, the Bible <laughs> is my lifeline. The Word of God is 
life. It truly is life. Um, but when I mm-hmm. was learning my identity in Christ and when I sometimes forget who I am in Christ, because let's face it, we all do. We all go there sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I refer back yes, to we Psalm do. 139, the entire song. And just um, remind myself of how he took the time to knit me in my mother's womb. And, you know, um, no matter how high I go or how low I go, he's there. Um, And uh, then I refer to Psalm 103, 11 through 13. And I'm going to read that if you don't mind. Um, For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him as far as the east is from the west so far has he removed our transgressions from us um so that just reminds me Mm. of his everlasting unchanging undying unrelentless love for me um Mm -hmm. and then when i'm overwhelmed my favorite scripture psalm 61 and 2 Um, From the end of the earth, I will cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Um, It just puts things in perspective for me. Uh, Just lets me know that he is a solid rock and I can stand on him. I can lean on him. I can depend on him. And it uh, just puts things in perspective as, as far as who I am to him like you know whatever I'm overwhelmed about Mm -hmm. I'm not even built for it I'm not built to carry that you know that's his to carry um and he can do it he's he's a burden bearer he can do it and then Mm -hmm. my favorite scripture of all when it comes to depression anxiety and my thought life um Actually, going back, it's Philippians 4 and 8, but, you know, starting at verse 6 um, is, is really where it starts. But this is what I refer to when I was talking about, um, you know, in times like this, when you get fearful and, um, you know, kind of discouraged about, you know, what's going on around you. Finally, brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is praiseworthy, think about such things. Um, so, you know, just basically mm-hmm. being intentional about your thought life and making sure that um, you're putting your focus on things above. Yes, that is so true. I use that scripture all the time. We pray that over our boys at night. And um, it is one of those things, especially when you, like both my husband and I were big on social media and um, uh, our business, our music store that we own here in town, we do YouTube videos and stuff like that. But um, after a while um, watching people and listening to their comments and commenting back and just it being your job, it can be overwhelming. And you at night before we go to sleep, I have to say that to myself. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I am not going to think about what I just saw on social media, I'm going to think on things that are lovely and good and yes. pure and true and noble and, and righteous. I got to get all that junk out of my head because it's that's not right. real truth. You know, it's, it happened. Yes, that's true, mm-hmm. but it isn't truth. Um, it's not my truth. Um, they might think it's true, but uh, it's not mine. So understanding. And we tell the boys that too. I'm like, yeah, I know you love watching your silly 
you know, YouTube videos, but you have to remember mm-hmm. it's sculpting how you think and how you see the world and how you perceive the world. And, um, it's so important to not think on those things too much. Yeah. You, it's okay. You know, to watch, you know, silly things every once in a while, but don't dwell on it to where it becomes who you are. And then out of That's the right. abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak silliness insanity, you That's know, right. instead of God's word, you have to, you have to displace it like pouring water into um, oil. You have to pour enough water in mm-hmm. there so that oil can wash out um, and, and all the grime so and stuff that goes with it. Um, but what do you think, you know, as, as ministers, what, what have you noticed are the pros and cons of being on social media and how do you navigate not going too deep into making it too much a part of your ministry? Cause I'm trying not to let it bombard me where I have to have a post. I have to have this many people following me. You know what I'm saying? I try not to let that shadow what I That's do right. every day. So what do you think? Yeah. What are what what are your thoughts on? I mean, I I agree with you media? on that part about um you know, the the pros are I think um social media just allows you to reach so many people and share the good news with um so many people and encourage so many hearts um and you know, connect with wonderful with wonderful mm-hmm. people um just like we were talking about earlier. Um, but the cons are you can reach so many people, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, and exactly. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Oh, it and sometimes so that can be, um, scary. And, um, then, you know, I think we mentioned earlier, you can get, um, distracted sometimes and it's hard to stay focused on what it is that God called you to do. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, we can look at this person like, oh, this is how they do this. And this is how they do their stories. And this is, you know, um, and, and we feel like we, you know, well, maybe if I did that, then, you know, Mm -hmm. that would, um, help people relate better to, you know, to what it is that I'm saying, but not necessarily so, you know, God gave us all our own unique gifts and talents. And, um, and so, you know, we just basically Mm -hmm. should be exactly who we are on social media and off of social media and yes, you know, um, social media ministry, it, you know, the lines can get blurred as far as, um, what you do on a daily basis. You know, sometimes, you know, I do feel like I should, um, you know, because everybody tells you, Oh, you have to be um, consistent. You have to make sure that, you know, um, you're, you're basically you're seen, but I also want to be mm-hmm. very intentional and very God led about what I post. I don't want to post for the sake of posting. I don't want to yes. go live for the sake of going live. Exactly. You know, I've, I've, I've tried that and it's bombed. Okay. <laughs> yes, me too. <laughs> well, so-and-so did mm, it. I guess I yeah, should too. Let me try this. Yeah, Ooh, that no. doesn't work. It didn't so, work. <laughs> you know, I'll go live if, if I feel, um, you know, inspired. If I feel like God has given me a word that I need to speak into his people, then I'll, I'll do a video and I'll speak life into his people. And if I don't, then I don't, <laughs> you know, so yeah, right. Um, exactly. Social media can, can be a, a great yes. thing. And then, um, what I will say is that I've had to do some work about the rejection that I've experienced um, because that can be mm. a con. 
of of social media, you know, just not feeling yes, like can. your worth is based upon how many likes you got or how many people read your post or how many people shared your post or how many people are following you or how many people are unfollowing you. You know, your your worth is like yes. um, based upon that. And um, we can't shut down and feel like nobody's receiving yeah. just because a few people aren't um, really grasping or, or um, picking up what you're laying down. Um, you know, basically, you right. know, if, if, you know, if people don't stick around, then those aren't your people that God is leading you to or, or God is leading you, you know, so you just have to keep pressing towards the mark. <laughs> That's right. It's so easy to be caught up in that game yes. of follow, follow, follow um, that um, I think it loses its authenticity of you know, am I really connecting to these people or is it, am I just, did I just plug myself into a machine? I don't want to just plug myself in. Right. I'm not a vacuum cleaner. I'm not, you know, a toaster. I'm not, I, I want to organically um, feed into the lives of people who I see right. are paying attention or listening because cause I, and I think of the, um, not to make it too super, you know, spiritual, but I always think of, uh, when Jesus has the 10,000, 5,000, you know, however many people around him, he knows that they're there and they're listening and they're watching. And he says things purposefully for them to hear, but really mm -hmm. he was talking directly to the disciples. He was teaching the disciples. He was preparing the disciples. He was giving them instruction on how to be in front, you know, as a leader, how to be in front of a group mm. of people and still stay focused because whenever he was gone, they were going to have to lead churches like Ephesus and um, Philippi and all these places where there were going to be hundreds of thousands of people actually coming mm -hmm. to them to hear the word. So, so even though Jesus did have 5,000 people, really he was focused on the twelve. And I think that even if you have five, mm -hmm. of course, I don't have 5,000 followers. Um, I, but even if you had 5,000 people following, who right. are you really truly pouring into? Who are you, who are you developing? Because if you're just blanketing, you know, the statements over, you know, the perfect memes and the perfect pictures of <laughs> you holding your Bible with your coffee, you know, um, <laughs> those those things that right. it's almost like it's expected of you in the social media world then are you really truly discipling a group of a smaller group of people who might go on to bring in the final harvest or might go on to raise up the next that's whomever right. that's going to do that um i think that's that's the that's the teetering part of social media mm -hmm. it's like i don't care if 20 people follow me if those 20 people are listening and are changing and are growing and are um, ad, um, applying what the word of God that I'm trying to share into their lives so that they can do Amen. the same thing. And that's all Amen. that matters. That's, that's all that truly matters. And I, and I love this group of, um, of us that are on here that mm -hmm. have been kind of consistent with each other because it's been a really yes. good, like iron sharpened iron, like, okay, yeah, she's getting her stuff done. I really need to get my stuff done. Um, oh, I see what she's doing. I really need to do that. I think I see is it 
I see it as that more than anything. So when I get on social media, that's what I usually do. I usually pay attention to it. It's like, okay, what is, what has she got going? I, I need to, you know, get my, get my encouragement for the day, but also get my perspective and yes. get my kick in the butt to get my stuff done too, so that I can be as effective in the body of Christ as Amen. I possibly can with what he's given me. But yeah, the cons is that I'll listen to like, I'll look at your story and then the story, your stories will pass and it'll be like, I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, the pioneer woman's story. And then I'll watch her story and then another one will pass. And then I'll be watching, you know, Reese Witherspoon's and then it, the <laughs> next one will pass. And then, and before I know it, 45 minutes yes. have passed and I haven't gotten anything <laughs> done. <laughs> All I wanted to do was get that quick little oomph of word. And I just needed to get yes. that little bit of encouragement and I didn't or I needed to respond to you or I needed an email or somebody or, and then before I know it, I'm like, Oh, what did so-and-so say today? Yes. Oh, what is this video about? <laughs> oh, that's interesting. <laughs> what's, what's this? And I looked down at my watch. I'm like four forty-five. I have to go, you know, I have to get up. I haven't even left this spot and I have to make sure that I don't get sucked into the social media vortex right. of insanity sometimes. <laughs> but Yeah. <laughs> And we do. I think we all do it. Yeah, we're we're laughing because they're like, Absolutely. it's true. I mean, I you can too. sit on social media <laughs> and scroll and scroll and scroll for hours, and you look up, and it's like you said, you, you know, you and you're like, okay, I have not um, written anything in my blog post. I have, not, you know, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't even planned what yes. I have to do for this week. You know, it it really can suck you in. It really can. <laughs> It really can. Uh, yes, I will throw my phone down, of course, on the bed or the couch, <clears throat> and I'll go, time sucker. You are a time sucker. Get away from me. Get behind me, Satan. And I'll walk off. <laughs> like, I gotta go get something done. Because that dryer it sounded a long time ago, and or the animals haven't been fed, yes. and I need to get, I need to get up. <laughs> yes, so um, stepping out in ministry and doing what you're called to do, what advice would you give to someone who's trying to do the same thing and trying to find their voice in the, in this world of craziness? Um, You know, the, the best advice I could give anybody is just do it. Um, Pray without ceasing for direction. Yes. Um, Rest in the fact that the same Mm -hmm. power that raised Christ from the dead lies within you. And he'll give you everything you need one step at a time to get it done. Um, Amen. So, you know, uh, that, that's what I would give. And just to make sure that our hearts remain pure and that we maintain a servant's heart. Mm-hmm. Um, if we don't, if we don't serve or we don't have a servant's yes. heart, then we can't lead. Yeah, that's right. That is so true. You have to be mm-hmm. be willing to wash the feet of others if you want to um, have any kind of leadership role. If you see that that is That's lower right. than Absolutely. you, then you need Absolutely. to reevaluate. Think that's <laughs> yes. You need to you need to reevaluate. Yes. That is so so true. That's good. Um, what would what do you want your life's message that God has placed on your heart? What do you want to leave to this world as the message um, that God is giving you? You know, there's, there's so much, <laughs> so much, um, but God, yeah, it really is. It really is. It's a deep um, question. Just, you know, looking at my life and just 
seeing how, you know, God has, has redeemed me, I would say that God can take the ugliest of messes and turn it into something beautiful and that can be used for his glory. And um, there is really no place Amen. that you've been that is so far that the arm of God can't reach you. That's good. That's really good. So true. Yes. I hope every single one of you that are listening that are having second thoughts about whatever, just remember God is with you. He said he'd never leave you nor forsake you. And Sharon's testimony is very similar to my testimony and went through an extremely rough patch of not feeling any self-worth and trying to find my self-worth in people and touch and, and just all kinds of things before I was filled with the Holy spirit and truly chose to walk away from those things. And ever mm-hmm. since then, has it been easy? No, but have, has he been with me and he never left me? Yes. 100%. I can, I can look back on every single moment and every single instance and see the hand of God guiding me sweetly like a, a loving father, mm-hmm. every step of my life. That is so true. That's good. That's a good life message. That's a good thing to live, leave in this world. I think more people need to focus on that kind of stuff. And what would you say as we step, step away? um, What would you say to the women who are listening to encourage them today, especially when we're going through such uncertain times, like I said, it's uncertain, but God knows, but what would you, what's encouraging? What encouraging? You know, you you really just wrapped it up when you said that God will never leave us nor forsake us. You know, these, in these uncertain times, you know, this did not take God by surprise. Um, you know, I would just encourage us That's all right. just to seek the face of God during this time and just seek what it is that he will have us to do. Um, mm-hmm. I hear so many women saying that, you know, they, they want to spend more time with God and they want to have a deeper relationship with God, but they just don't have the time. Now all we have is time. Um so I would just, you know, encourage mm-hmm. us all just to seek the face of God and just see what it is that he wants from you. And um, I truly believe, as I, I mentioned earlier, that God is going to use women so mightily in these last days. And I just wanted to um, encourage us all just to make sure that as we're seeking God, that we ask him to reveal if there is any place in us that's not like him if there's any place in us that needs to be healed or delivered, um, if there's anything that's hindering a true walk with him or hindering us from being effective in his kingdom. And we can take anything to God. We can take all of our wounds, our broken pieces, all of our fears, all of our anxieties, all of our uncertainties, all of our hurt and past and um, from past trauma and abuse and um divorce, broken relationships, we can take it all to the potter's feet. And just like he Mm -hmm. did with the children of Israel, he said, you know, what makes you think that I can't make another one that's, um, that that's beautiful in my sight. Um, so he can make us all into beautiful vessels that will be used for his glory. Yes, that is so true. He's beauty from ashes. That is so true. Okay, quick plug for the book. So let's have it. Shameless (laughs) audacity. Seven days to freedom (laughs) from guilt and shame can be found on Amazon.com. 
prayerfully we can leave you that's right it is it is uh we can that's exciting uh, leave you a link and it's available in paperback and it's also available in the kindle version Mm -hmm. um i have a few copies on my website if you want to go to refreshing moments with sharon.com um i have a few copies on my website and i can send you a signed copy if you so desire Yes, that would be perfect. Yeah, they y'all get it, read it, be um, encouraged, know that you are not alone, that someone has walked the walk and has seen um, God's hand deliver them. And you can too receive healing. You can do it. God is here for us. He, well, like we've said many times through this podcast, mm-hmm. he will never leave you nor forsake you. Thank you, Sharon, so yeah, much. Yeah, I enjoyed talking to I you, really too. did Thank enjoy talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, we're going to have to do this again, so make sure that we get a spot or a time, because I'd like to have you back on here. We have, I know we'll have a lot it to really talk about is. again. Thank you so much, so and much I would fun. love to come back again. <laughs> awesome. Well, you have a blessed it day. Is. Um, it is. Is it sunshine, sunshine and, and blue skies, and it is wonderful oh good yes we have a little bit of sunshine a little bit of cloud cover but it's not too bad i'm gonna we're gonna enjoy that day so you enjoy your sunshine and i will talk you to too. you soon Thanks you have a blessed day me. thank you so much okay bye-bye talk talk thank you guys for listening to giving hope please be sure to follow us on social media facebook instagram and twitter We'll see y'all next week.